So God bless you, Andre. You have something, a testimony to yep. share? I, I do. Uh, first, uh, thank you all for, or thank you, Alan, for inviting me. It's, it's a privilege uh, to be invited. Uh, and I do have some, I do have some things I'd like to share with everyone. Uh, so I shared a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, on um, Mary Beth's call about uh, experience that I had gone through for about 18 months to two years. So sort of the reason that I want to share this is uh, at some point, maybe all of us have gone through some type of a healing issue. And sometimes they are very short lived, you know, they, they last a week or they last a couple of months. But we have something that lasts for like years. It's a different experience. It's very easy to give up after a period of time. So uh, I, I just wanted to share a few things. And Ellen, I sort of put this in, a, in some categories so that so that hopefully I can explain it well. But I went through a period of 18 months to two years of having very severe prostate issues. And when I say severe, I'm talking uh, emergency room severe. And I'm one of those persons, probably like a lot of people are, the last place I want to go is to the emergency room. So if I have to go, then it's, it's, it's needed. So it's, it's important that I get there. So I had, I had several severe issues that had me in the emergency room and in, in a few occasions and at least two occasions, uh, stayed overnight in hospital, hospital in one occasion, about four days in the hospital. So serious prostate issues, uh, a lot of detail around what those issues were. And on top of that, um, I was uh, seeing my, my doctor, my urologist taking the PSA exams, which, is part of that whole process of concern. And my PSA was always off the charts. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. My doctor said that ideally uh, it should be in the below three, 3.0. If anything is above 4.0, it's abnormal, it's a concern. And if it gets in, in a higher range than that, it's a, it's a real concern. So. Mine was always in the five, six and higher range. So it's like uh, almost, you know, double what it needed to be. And of course they were very concerned. So I went through this for a period of time. And let me just tell you, while I was going through it, I was holding on to some scriptures. I was holding on, I mean, uh, deeply uh, to Isaiah 53, four and five, you all know the scripture, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stri uh, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So, I mean, that was a key scripture that was rarely part of my mindset. The other one was uh, Matthew eight seventeen that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And the other one, I mean, these would, I would say, would be the top three, uh, was 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. So, 
the whole time I'm saying, I don't understand why this is going on because I'm healed. I'm not, I'm not sick. I am completely healed. Even though I was having these severe issues, I was going to the hospital. I was uh, PSAs off the chart. And I would look at the doctor and I said, why is this PSA so high? I'm, I'm healed. I don't understand why these numbers are so high. And of course, the longer that went on, the more concerned the doctors got. And eventually they said, look, something significant is happening with you. You've got to have an MRI. And I didn't really want to at the beginning, but the doctor said, look, this is way, way abnormal. Uh, the issues that you're having, your PSA is off the chart, going to the emergency room, you've got to have a PS, uh, uh, MRI, which I agreed to. And even when I had the MRI, I'm saying to myself, is this really necessary? Because I'm healed. I, I, in my, I, I'm not thinking that I even need an MRI. And of course, I had the MRI and, and sort of like happens sometimes, the MRI came back as the worst possible results. I'll kind of share with you. Uh, you probably can't see this, but I'll read it. But it says uh, uh, it was identified as uh, three uh, a uh, for a prostate to have one tumor or one lesion is a concern. But in my case, I had three very large lesions, very, very large tumors. And this is I'm reading directly from the MRI set. Uh, there are three lesions identified with each having features suggesting malignancy. And then secondly, they, they said, uh, they rated them as a, on a scale of one to five, a level five. And level five was, was uh, considered a clinically significant cancer is highly likely. So, so the doctors came to me and said, look, you've got the worst case scenario. You've got, um, You've got these three tumors. Uh, you've got uh, you, you've got the signs of all of them is is malignancy, and the doctor said we're going to have to remove your prostate. And I said, I'm sitting there in shock. I'm saying I'm healed. I said no. I said I said that's not going to happen. And I said it in a in a respectful way. It wasn't in a disrespectful way. Doctor thought I was just in shock, you know, of course. And I said, my prostate is, is fine. That's not going to happen. And he said, well, you need to make arrangements right immediately to get the um, biopsy and to prepare for surgery. I said, doctor, that, that is not going to happen. In fact, I can be honest with you, in my mind, I'm saying some bad words about the doctor. I'm thinking, who who is he? Who are, you, who are you to pronounce that on me? And I wouldn't accept it. And I'm thinking in my mind, some bad words. I never said it, of course, but I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to allow you to pronounce that on me and I'm not going to accept it. So uh, he sent me to the nurse to schedule the appoint appointments. It says urgent. You got to get it done right away. And I talked to the, to the nurse. I said, look, I'm not going to do this right now. I said, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but I'm not going to do it right now. And the doctor said, he said, you, he, he told me afterward, he said, you realize you've got a progressive disease. I said, absolutely not. I said, I'm not accepting 
a progressive disease. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of telling you, when I was going through it, of course, even though I was holding strong in faith, I'm still shocked because I'm saying, I'm completely healed. Why are they telling me all of this? And why do they want to do all of that? So, uh, so we go through the process. Uh, I, I waited. They wanted me to do it right away. I think I waited five or six months. And I'll tell you what, during that time I waited, even though I knew I was healed, some, uh, I, you know, reading different scriptures, when I came across Psalms 103, uh, one through five, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and healeth all thy diseases, who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So I'm saying here, David wrote the psalm. You know, this was the old covenant. And I said, even then, David was saying, the Lord heal all our diseases. I said, I've got a much better covenant. I said, I know. I am absolutely healed. I knew it all the time, but it just it was just so solid at that point. And I said, if David could say that, what more can I say that I've got a better covenant in this part of the atonement? And I said, besides uh, healing me of all my diseases, he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. So I went ahead and decided to have the biopsy done. Uh, and I and my you know my wife can tell you, you know, leading up to time to get the biopsy, I was telling her, I said, that's the last thing on my mind. That's the last worry I've got. I can care less. I'm gonna get the biopsy done, but I, it's the last worry I've got. And of course, I go there. Uh, the 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 doctors that perform it and everyone, of course, you know, they're kind of telling you how serious this is, and you know the outcome that i should expect i'm thinking i'm laughing almost i'm saying I, i'm the least worried about this I, i'm completely healed the bible was clear he healed all my diseases so uh once the they get they perform the biopsy what they did by the way normally for a prostate they take about 12 tissue samples because of mine and because of their concern they took 24 uh, tissue samples and they told me we got to take all these because of the severity. I said, go ahead. I said, I'm fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, and so we went through that process. I eventually, um, they told me, look, just as soon as the, the results come, come back, we're going to, you, you're going to be the first person that we call to get you in here. And I said, that's fine. I told my wife, I said, I can't wait till those results get back. I can't wait to go in that doctor's office and look at his face when he say, you don't have a disease, uh, you don't have cancer, you everything is benign. I said, I can't wait. Because part of the reason I was mad because of the fact they were trying to pronounce cancer so hard and saying they were gonna take my prostate out. I said, absolutely, that wasn't gonna happen. And they were, um, they said no later than that, that Monday, the results would be back. Well, they called me that Friday kind of in disbelief, saying everything is fine, you're good, you know. They said, uh, uh, you, you're, you're fine, there, there's no issues, you don't need to come back. 
that's when, in fact, uh, Mary Beth, you guys are having that meeting, I think like the next couple of days. That's why I had to share it with someone. I just had to, you know, you want to share it with people that understand it and who appreciate it. Not everyone understands it or appreciates it. And I was so happy to share it. And um, and and I told my wife, I said, I said the whole time, I said, I knew there was no disease. The Bible is very clear uh, that uh, that he heals all our diseases and we have to hold on to that. And um, that was the important part to just make sure uh, that 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 I hold on to it. Um, now, the doctors, you know, uh, they have went from uh, level 85 down to zero all of a sudden once the results came back. Um, but there are several things that happened that I think is important that there were learnings from this, uh, Alan, uh, that I wanted to share. One is uh, perseverance, because when you're in the middle of a tr of a severe trial of a severe storm, um, you, the symptoms and the issues are screaming at you. They're yelling at you. And the symptoms themselves are saying, you're not healed. You're, you're, you're still you're sick. I mean, in fact, the symptoms are saying you are really sick. You, the, the more severe the symptoms in your mind, it's so easy to say you're sick, but I, I refuse to say that. I said, no, I'm healed. And I often have to say, like if I'm working and the, so, you know, the enemy comes forward and say, you are really sick. You've got a, a long road ahead of you. I said, absolutely not. I, re I resist that. I'm not sick. I'm healed. And I would repeat the scripture, some of them that I share with you. Uh, the second part is it's part of fighting the good fight of faith. You know, we're not to have to to work for our healing or our salvation, but we do have to fight the fight of faith. And sometimes that fight is easy, and sometimes this fight is very difficult. Uh, I was even at the time that I was in the middle of the trials, I was praying for people that had uh, uh, that had prostate cancer. Uh, there's several that I knew, even some close family members uh, that I was regularly praying for. So even though the doctors were pronouncing this on me, I wasn't going to accept it. And at the same time, I was uh, I was praying for them. And I would say the third part is to be careful what you agree with. I'm convinced in my own mind, if I had said to the doctor, wow, doctor, I wasn't expecting this. But based on what you said, I understand you're going to have to take you're going to have to rem remove my prostate. Understand, you know, your, your your diagnosis. If I had said that, I, I'm convinced that uh, it would have went that way, because all all the symptoms were suggesting that. Uh, and it's so easy. So we have to be careful what we agree with. When someone brings something, especially if it's a medical issue, and they bring it to you, uh, and you're going to be shocked. I mean, all of us would be if if anyone had some some prognosis put upon them is shocking. But the last thing you want to do is just agree with it. I would, say the, I would say the fourth thing that was important is when me and my wife prayed about my prostate, uh, that was it. As far as I was concerned, I was healed. It, was, it wasn't every week asking someone to pray or, you know, calling uh, a prayer group. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but 
I said I'm healed. I don't need to to keep praying about it. It's okay to have someone agree and or stand with you. And I did have someone I, I went to at one point to just stand with me, sort of at a kind of a, a down point. But it wasn't uh, every week or every month that I was doing it. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But once I was convinced in my own mind, I said, it's, you know, I'm not worried about when the manifestation takes place. It's going to take place because I'm healed. The manifestation is secondary to the point that I'm healed. So I just stayed with that. Uh, I want to just share, Alan, two more things, and then I'll take any questions. If Yeah, we have time. But uh, just to talk about perseverance, um, in Matthew 15, 22 through 28, I'm just going to read these scriptures. Uh, Alan, is that okay with you? Uh, just a couple of scriptures on perseverance. Absolutely great. Yes, really yeah. good. It says, uh, and behold, a woman, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, cried unto Jesus, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him. So Jesus didn't say anything. The disciples came and said, send her away, for she crieth after you. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So A, Jesus didn't answer her the first time. The disciples said, send her away. And when Jesus finally answered, it wasn't the answer she wanted to hear. In this case, he said, I'm not sent to the uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. So she, she perseveres. She says, even after several times, almost being told no, she said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, so again, not what she wanted to hear. It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you, even though, even uh, as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. But think about it. Has she not persevered? And the point is, there are times that we are going to have to persevere. Even when we see symptoms that we don't want to see, we think and they don't appear to be getting better uh, and we get you know more bad news from the doctors we don't stop we persevere because we hold on to what the word says which is the Praise most God. important thing so we hold on uh, the second one um, I'll just talk about it but you know about the woman with the issue of blood for for the for the 12 years coming to Jesus all the people around him depressed and of course she's considered unclean which she technically wasn't even supposed to be in that environment but regardless she knew she had to get to Jesus she went through the press she went even though I'm sure I would imagine she was being called names why are you here you know you're unclean but regardless she continued to press and persevere so it's another example of when you're going through a serious challenge and one that just hits you out of nowhere uh, and one that lasts a long time is that you don't stop and give up because it's so easy. As I said, many times I could have said, 
okay, doctor, because the doctor is pounding these things in your head, say, okay, doctor, I, I give up. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and do. So that's what I wanted to share with the group. I hope that uh, it was helpful to someone. Um, and I'll be happy to take any questions from anyone. Can I ask you a question? Yes. The last time you gave this testimony, you mentioned um, you mentioned the Canaanite woman because the Canaanite woman in, in Mark says this. It says, for saying this, you may go. And you told us that when you said to that doctor, you were saying oh, yeah. it publicly. Yeah. And the yeah. minute you said it, your something happened to your symptoms. Yeah. Well, uh, from the, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it in my mind now, but from the day that I left that doctor's office, when I told him, no, uh, this is not going to happen. This is, you know, I, uh, my, my prostate is fine. And he's, you know, he's saying, no, we're going to remove your prostate. I said, it's not going to happen. From that day forward, I've never had another symptom from the day that I left that doctor's office. It was something, I don't know what happened in the spirit realm, but it was something about um, maybe just, you know, sticking that stake in the ground saying, no, you know, you're not going to convince me else otherwise. And uh, from that time forward, zero symptoms. So, so from going to symptoms, fairly frequent to none, um, but it happened after after that time. Yes, I, uh, you got a good memory, Mary Beth. I forgot to mention that, but yeah, that absolutely that absolutely happened. It's pretty impressive, Andre. What you've shared for me is so precious. Um, I will never forget what you've said tonight today. I, I know because I'm like that. I remember things, certain things, just from long time and and. But can I just, I just want to check something out with you um, that I thought you said, which kind of clicked into place in my mind as you were talking. Another little piece of the jigsaw for me, and in the, in the world of, in, in terms of perseverance, it, it's not perseverance in prayer. It's not praying and praying. Could you pray for me? And everyone pray for me. Let's go on the prayer chain. Uh, could you pray for me? I need prayer. Prayer, pray, pray. It's actually perseverance is we pray and then we persevere in faith and standing on belief. Is that, am I correct in, in that? that? That is so important what you just said, because I realized that once I, uh, once I, once it was clear in my heart, in my spirit that I was healed. And once me and my wife prayed about it, um, you know, I knew at that point, what I can't do is negate what the promises. I, I, what I don't want to do is to start talking or acting like the promises aren't true. So I knew that I had to be careful to, A, I, I, never, I never told anyone uh, you know, I, I come from a large family. I told zero persons because they wouldn't have understood. They would have said, you're crazy. You need to go get surgery tomorrow, right. you know. That's so, I, so, so I never I never mentioned it to anyone. Uh, and, and, uh, and in fact, even of people of faith, there were probably only a handful that I, if I wanted to discuss it with them, I could have that would have understood, hey, we see the journey you're on. We're standing with you. As opposed to, Oh my dear, what 
well, you poor thing, you know, that's the last, the last thing you need is to hear something like that. You don't need sympathy. You need someone standing with you. Uh, if you're going to share it at all, it's got to be someone strong saying, you know, we're standing with you. We're believing with you. You'll, you'll get through this. You'll be fine. We, we, we're, we're support. We're, you know, we're upholding you. That's what you need. So I didn't want the sympathy part and that would have been easy to do. And I could have got tons of sympathy, but I, I was, I was, uh, I, I certainly did not want that. I knew that would be, um, that would undermine or sabotage uh, the belief that I already had that I was healed. And I, I certainly didn't want that to happen. And, and I did not realize the symptoms would keep coming and that would be so severe. I thought all along the way, I thought this, this has to be the last time I go through this severe trial, you know, in the hospital with all kind of tubes and, everything else. I said, this can't, I said, I'm here. Why is this happening? But it, you know, once it continues again and then again and again, uh, as I said, even when that happened, the only person that knew about it or even would be at the hospital would be, would be my wife. No one on her side of the family or my side of the family we even shared it with because we didn't, we couldn't, we couldn't afford to have the unbelief uh, in the middle of when you're going through a trial like that. Amazing. That is so amazing. Andre, um, I just wanted to ask, well, mention one thing you kept talking about. You were convinced of your manifest, you were convinced of your healing and you were just, you didn't care about the timing for the manifestation. Is, is that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, when I said I didn't care, certainly I wanted it to happen right away, but I wasn't, I wasn't moved by the manifestation not happening as quickly as okay. I wanted. Because I, I realize yeah. that there are times that the manifestation happens very quickly. And I've had that before. I've had quick healing manifestations, but I've never had anything that went that, that distance like that. Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to just kind of ask you about was um, your wife's faith. I think that's amazing and awesome that the two of you had that same kind of faith. I, I'm curious how it started and where like what what faith community you come from or did you just pray together and it grew that kind of healing faith i mean because that's very rare i think and unusual yeah we uh we grew up i grew up in the uh, methodist church my wife grew up in the baptist church but we both even when we met We've been married now 37, uh, 38 years almost. But when we met, uh, both of us even then had an understanding of faith. And it grew over the years. And of course, we would find good faith books uh, and teachings. And we would, you know, we would nourish our faith. But we, even though we weren't, we didn't come strictly from a strong faith uh, background, as, as we know it, as this, the, the, the ones on this call understands faith, um, uh, even though, but we, we, uh, we recognize the importance of it. Uh, and once we learned a little bit about it, we said, wow, this is, this is the way, this is what real Christianity is about. So we understood that for many, many years. That's awesome. And I, I love how you said a few times that you would hold on to the scripture or hold on to your belief, hold on to your faith in your healing. 
I, that just grabbed me when you kept saying that you held, you hold on to it. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I and I said that so many times because it would have been so easy to, to, to to not hold on. I mean, it it it, it was it was tempting, frankly. But I said, no, I know I know that I'm healed. There's no doubt in my mind I'm healed. And and I kept the thing that really stuck with me so strongly. I said, if David could say that under the old uh, uh, old covenant, and we've got a far better covenant. How much more can we say when, w- that we're healed, that we receive our healing and we take it and we don't and we don't allow the enemy to destroy us? You know, I say I, it, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to allow it to happen. And that's the perseverance, isn't it? That's the perseverance. Yes. It's the focusing mm-hmm. on God's word. Yeah. In the midst of the symptoms, in the midst, in the midst of the lies in the midst yeah. of re- the physical realities to hold on and stay in agreement with God. You were in agreement more with God's word than the agreement with the enemy's lies. And yeah. that is, it's so heroic. And it's why I think we're just so excited about you and your testimony because yeah, it's so easy to give in and go for the sympathy and, and the, yeah. I'll mention one other thing. I mean, and I, I wasn't, I was spending that, I was spending the spare time when I could get spare time, but I was, you know, I was, you know, reading the word, reading, you know, mainly the New Testament, reading everything I could read about healing in the New Testament and just going back. You got to. Even in the middle of some of that, it's, it's easy to get a little weak and, uh, and to get a little mm-hmm. weary, get tired. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I can't afford to do that. I can't afford Gosh. to I can't afford to stop because it, what was obvious to me, uh, and we of the faith community know, it, it's it's the enemy that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And they want the enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy us. And if he gets and 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 I did not I I, I had in my mind I, I can't allow myself to get weak enough. To give him the upper hand because I know exactly what he's trying to do. Amen. And you were doing it, Andre, not just for you. Yeah. This victory is huge because it's for everyone who's going to hear you. That's why it's so important to get the word out because everyone who hears you, you fought that, you were like a soldier. You're like a soldier that was fighting a war and you won it, not just for you, but for your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your ne- everyone that comes after you, everyone within the sound of your voice, you did it for them. Amen. And, and uh, Mary Beth and Alan, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to leave. I actually, as I said, I got mixed up on the, the time change yeah. and I was able to move my, my meetings 15 minutes, but I've got to join it now because I've got to lead. I've got to yeah. lead a meeting with the group. But Alan, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate uh, you don't know what this means to me to you give me the opportunity to speak. I really appreciate it because, you know, our our if, you know, giving, um, you know, what we learn and what we go through and the opportunities, if we can help someone, then it's part of what we should be doing. So I really appreciate the opportunity. You're taking down that devil's kingdom every time we open our mouth about this. So praise God. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have Appreciate to leave. Now, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you.
Nice. Wow. wow. You know, it's amazing. It, you know what strikes me though? It strikes me not to get too excited because this is just normal Christianity. You know what I mean? And yeah. I believe that it is. When we get it, this is how our life will be dominating the environment around us instead of responding yeah. to everything that life throws at us. Yeah. Praise God. It's normal Christian life. <laughs> I love it sometimes. I just can I, go on. Mary. Can I tell a story about my mom this morning? Yeah. Yesterday, my mom came over. I, I have two ladies come and work every other day on Mondays and Wednesdays now. And uh, she came in, sat down, and all of a sudden, she started to run to the bathroom over and over. And then she started throwing up. And she goes, my mom started and immediately terror, um, you know, struck her. And she said, I've got to go to the hospital. I want to go to the hospital. And I go, I'm going to the emergency room. I go, well, let's calm down. And she took a big, deep breath. And I said, and we, we prayed, we read through the word of God. And I said, mom, right now, you just got to take a deep breath and just trust God. And she goes, I am. You're right. You're right. I am trusting God. And I am mean within minutes, she was fine. Just totally, totally back to normal. Absolutely. And it's, but the devil wants to throw that terror and panic, terror and panic. And I could see it in her eyes, just that gut wanting to go there. And she said, wait, no, you're right. No, no. I'm going to trust God right now. Awesome. It has to become a habit. <laughs> becomes a habit i think that's amazing and i mean uh, your book your thoughts are killing you is is so important for this time i believe one yeah. one of the things i was also thinking about when andre was speaking was about what it, the importance of what we meditate on so meditating on god's word is what he was doing to the exclusion of meditating or worrying, which is another word for meditating or thinking about or obsessing with or whatever, worrying about another report, which was contrary to God's word, which is that you are sick, you need this treatment. The, the knife is brutal. You know, it's this very hard treatment for to heal our bodies. And, and that's not criti being critical. It's the best we can do. And, you know, God bless doctors, but it's not the word of God. And so we worry and we, we're anxious. And that's a meditating on something other than God's word. And we, we reap what we sow in that respect. But like getting in control of our minds. And, and Andre, Andre had a disciplined mind. So he disciplined his mind to focus on the word of God, which is meditating on the word of God. And Psalm 103, he was meditating that on that many days and thinking about it and drawing conclusions that even before the cross, we could be healed, that we, David expected to be healed of all his diseases, and he was. And, you know, that's normal life for us. I just find it, I just love it. And I find it so exciting. Grace, do you want to speak? Yeah, um, I just wanted to have something as well. What I realized as, as well is about um, having doubt. 
as well. So basically he ruled out doubt in his life. And I think sometimes that is what we, we struggle with, especially when we are having um, um, opinion from people that we think they are experts, right? We kind of like, it's very easy to um, hold on to what they are saying or take on board what they are saying, forgetting especially what God has said about you or what the Bible, I mean, who you are in Christ. It's very, very easy for us to kind of like really um, forget about who God, I mean, says we are and claim the things because we believe that all oh, these people are expert, they've learned about it, they've seen all the signs, so they've come across it several times. And um, But what I realized um, with him is that he just kind of like, was so into it. He didn't have any doubt about the word of God. And um, just like the Bible says in um, James chapter, um, I think one year, a um, double-minded person would not receive anything from God. I mean, he just ruled the fact that, look, I believe what God is saying about me. And my body is a temple of God. And this is what I'm going to accept. And it's kind of like thinking about it as well. I just realized that, um, this faith that we have as well, it's, it's kind of like whereby someone is standing before you and asking you to denounce Jesus Christ, you know, like the, um, what is it called? And um, the apostles, right? Where they were like, you know what? Even if God is not real, I will still accept him or I will still believe in him. I don't care if you, if you kill me. If I die and I go to heaven and there is no God, at least I have died in my faith. And I'll just say, and more kind of like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that is the faith that they have. And I just pray that God will just, um, we will be able to build, God will help us to be able to build our faith and our trust in him to that extent, whereby no matter what, we will just kind of like hold on to what he has said about us and believe in it without really doubting or without really having double mind, no matter who is telling us, I mean, the person can be, um, what is it called? They can have a um, PhD or whatever they have in that degree or, or whatever they have in that their speciality, but we will believe in the word of God and believe in God. And yeah, that's what I really, so I'm just really, really glad about um, everything. It's also kind of like taught me how to just like build my faith in God and not have any doubt. And also um, another thing I also um, took in is like, sometimes when you hear some things, you just have to keep it to yourself. Because when he was saying that, when they told him the results or whatever it is, he just like talked to his wife and prayed about it. It just brought me to the story of Mary as well. You know, when Mary, um, when the angel um, gave him the message and um, gave her the message about the birth of um, Jesus, she didn't go about announcing it. She kept it to herself, but prayed over it. And at the end result, it was something beautiful. And just the same thing with Andrea as well. He had the news. He was like, okay, this is what I believe in. He didn't go about spreading it or just talking about it, but he just prayed to God. So that was between him and God. So yeah, that's what I really wanted to have to read. Thank you. Grace, it's, it's interesting, but these... It's like that song, you know, um, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. These, these moments, these, these, this faith that we carry, this belief, this meditation on God's word is so precious. And we need to protect that which God has given us, these secrets. Not that we don't share them, but that we're very careful who we share with and how we share I need to learn that more sometimes. You know, I am learning slowly. 
I just need to live until I'm 500 and I'm really going to be, you know, a, a proper sorted out person, honestly. And, um, but yeah, you know, Jesus, when he raised I think the dead, he, he would often. Justina's raising her hand Oh, there. sorry, Justina. That's okay. I just want to thank you for inviting me to uh, this talk. I found it so inspiring. And for today, I needed the encouragement. So thank you. I have a lot to think about, but it was very good. Thank you again. You go, girl. Amen. I really love today um, just witnessing him fully armored with the Lord in his spirit, where he's carrying the double-edged sword, and he is not putting up with this. And he's got the, the breastplate of, breastplate of breastplate of righteousness and this you could just see it all on him and i'm asking myself um am i holding on to the sword right now am i believing lies is there anything that i need that i'm dropping the sword on in my own spirit right now just a really a beautiful example of this man yeah. oh, man. no kidding oh, man. hey can i say something sure first of all alan your friends turned up Hello. I know. Hi, Phil. Hiya. And second of all, what an amazing testimony. I can't, I'm trying to find the man's face. Where is he? No, he's, he's had to go off the meeting, but it's been recorded. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, <laughs> for your words this evening. It was amazing. And um, I'm going to use that um, testimony to encourage me in the times when I'm struggling I'll use scripture and I'll also use um <clears throat> Andre's testimony because we need to hear these kind of um truths and um and and, and believe in them and and do it all the way yeah, yeah. so I want to say thank you very much can, so can I just comment on grace yeah. Grace, you just really laid it out. Uh, something so awesome. And, and what you said about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, because they said, I, I, you really related his testimony and his perseverance to dying for Christ. Didn't, right? I mean, you said, just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego say, well, I don't care if God saves me. I'm going all the way. And I think that's what you were noticing about Andre. I don't know, this is so huge because Andre was like, I think we, we have to do that in the physical realm regarding healing to prove our devotion. I mean, if we can stand for healing like he did, we can stand for Christ when Amen. they come to kill us. You know, Amen. I mean, so this is practice and practice is, I, I'm believing what you were sharing was so profound. So when we practice, standing when the face of cancer all the way we're practicing standing all the way for christ and i thought that was so huge it's kind of like when god said you 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 can love your brother but if you don't love your brother how can you love me right same thing like so god wants us to prove our, his love for him by by loving others you know because if we can't love the guy we see how are we going to love the god we don't see so prove your love for me by loving because, and I feel like this whole healing thing 
was the same way. I just love the way you brought in the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just painted such a picture. Oh, amen. That's all. I just wanted to thank you for that and comment on that. That's amazing, Matt. It's so rich, isn't it? Because it, it also applies to witnessing or to, to sharing about Jesus, doesn't it? Because we often think of the consequences that I'll get in trouble or they will reject me or I'll look silly or it won't come out right. But if we sort of say, well, even if the worst things happen, I'm still going to do it. You know that it's so important. Testimonies are so important because it's testimonies are the connection between the theory and the practice, and it, it, it testimonies apply the theory. And we we are believers. Church, we need to get away from theory. We need to move on rather from theory, and we need to get in, into the field and and start practicing and doing it. Um, and yeah, it's just encouraging, isn't it? And um... yeah, man. Hi, you know, can I, can I, when you're talking about like practicing and, and theory and um, sometimes, I mean, it's kind of funny, but like, I'll just have a headache and I think, you know, I'm, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And then, but then it's so easy and to just go get some Advil. And I'm thinking, well, I'm getting the Advil, but I'm not really believing. And then I think it's such a small thing. It is a small thing and it's a simple thing, but it's a big thing. An opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, it is an opportunity. And um, like, I don't know, something, Grace, you said about, it, yeah, too, about believing in Jesus. And if we're willing to die for Jesus, to die, that to go into the fire that even when we die, whatever happens after it, but we died for our faith. The way you said that, it's like, I, I want to, I want to, I don't want to be put to the test, but if I am put to the test, I want to be able to, to stand and to walk. That's good. And I can start with a headache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with chemo, really. I mean, you, you know, it, chemo is a whole lot bi uh, bigger, but not really. It's saying the same thing. Either the chemo's getting the glory or God's getting the glory. As hard as that is to say, you know, because it's the truth, though. You know, chemo and, and the worst thing is it's not like an Advil. Chemo kills. Chemo kills. You know, I, I, have, I have such a tremendous sense of urgency in me at this time and I you know we, we're tempted to think we go on Mary Beth's meeting and we're hearing about all this amazing teaching and, and we're tempted to think that we'll still be doing this in five years or ten years time and I don't know you know I just have a tremendous sense of urgency I don't know what it means but we have I have such an urgency now is the time in the peace that we have and the security and the stability of our lives to get up to speed with with the Lord Jesus Christ to make him our Lord of, and Savior, our, the Lord of every area of our life, to commit to him and to, to develop our relationship, which means learning to trust in him and learning to walk with him. 
and learning to stand in faith. And I feel like it's so important that we learn these things now, um, probably because of what is coming and um, that when those times come, we will be ready, we will be strong and we will be doing amazing things as just as, as natural as it is to eat bread each day, you know? I, I should certainly, yeah, better be. <laughs> Amen. Paul, did you want to speak? <laughs> I've just had my tea. Oh, yeah. That's why I had the camera off. But um, I've just driven back from Newcastle, Alan. Um, yeah. And as you do, you well, what shall I do? So I listen to a few Christian songs and whatnot. And then I, I put... Um, a podcast that I listen to. I've got lo loads of podcasts, and the uh, the Americans on here might recognise the name Steve Bannon. Mm. Anyone recognise that name? Yeah. So Steve Bannon's got a podcast, and uh, the bit I took away from that, uh, and I've not checked on the news whether they're going to carry this or not. I doubt. But what Steve Bannon was saying, um, and he's a Christian, by the way. Um, is that the Saudi Arabian government or the royal family have just invited the Chinese over for a state visit. And what's behind that, um, this is what was reported, what was behind that is that Joe Biden has been making phone calls to Saudi Arabia and the Emirates and none of the phone calls are being answered. So what they think's happening is the Saudis and the uh, United Arab Emirates are going to dump the dollar in favour of the Chinese currency. And in the grand scheme of things, and you're going, going back to what you were saying, Alan, the sense of urgency, uh, if you were to listen to that podcast to a man, they were all saying, you know, the world's about to change. And, it, and you can see it in many different ways. Um, there are people much wiser than me that, that, you know, know the book of revelations and all this type of thing. But, you know, the, the balance, the balance in this world, which is just full of hypo hypocrisy, whichever government you look at this hypocrisy. Um, I totally agree with you. And that's why, and I've been saying this to people that, you know, every Monday, I can't wait to go back to church the following Sunday, you know? Um, and I haven't felt like that for years years and years in fact i don't think i've ever felt the urgency to go to church and commune with people who are who are in the same thought process now it's, you know what paul, paul you know what if you if you were catholic you could go every day huh? <laughs> i said what? if you were catholic you could go every day to mass i'm not okay, anyway. you, don't need, no, you don't need to be catholic to go to mass every day that's right. That's, that, that's what I mean. And what I just mean is go to a Catholic church. They're open every day. Wow. You I'm, go te I'm teasing you, Paul, but I'm not. No, I know you are. She's not joking. I'm, she's serious. I'm transcending the, the American English humor here. Um, but if you, if you were to go into some Catholic churches here, you'd literally do an about turn. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Can I say something? I think I just wanted to have this um, what you were just saying, what is really coming to me. Um, I know um, for the past few days, like I've been talking and um, thinking about like spirits of discernment, right? 
And it's just kind of like the last days that we are in. Um, we all agree or we all can testify that we are living in the last days now. And there are some decisions that we are going to make or there are some things that is going to go around us. But we have to pray for spirit of discernment that our spirit will be like in agreement with God so that whatever is going on, because I believe that God is really calling his children, electing his children, bringing them out, you know. I don't know if it has happened to you, but if it has not really happened to you, this is the time as well that you have to pray about it because sometimes you might be lying down or you might be sitting down or you might be doing something and you have this urgentness to pray or to get closer to God. That is the spirit of God calling you and as you carry on and listen to it, like you, you're, you are building your faith as well. The spirit of discernment is going to happen in such, and you're going to have it in such a way that no matter what goes around you, and things are not going to be, and um, what is it called, easy. Things are going to be very, very difficult. I mean, we are, we are just at the beginning. It's yeah. really going to get very, very difficult. But the truth is, those who know their God will do exploits. We are going to do exploits. We are going to. We are not going to be affected by these things because the Lord has already delivered us. He has given us the power. So I, I just kind of like believe that we, what is going on, we should just give God the glory because he knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's that's what I really want to have to raise. So yeah, in all things, actually, that is it. We should just kind of like pray for spirit of discernment and just thank God and just keep on. We shouldn't be scared. We shouldn't be afraid. I mean, the truth is, what is the worst case scenario? That's what I always say to myself. Heaven, the worst heaven, case scenario heaven, is heaven, heaven, heaven. If, if I die, I die for Christ. If I live, I live for Christ. So that is the thing. That is it. Just like Paul says. So, I mean, yeah, let us be strong and just keep on with. Yeah, that's all. Thank hey, you. Paul, are we still praying for a job for you? No, I've got one. Yes. <laughs> oh, the victory. Thank you. Yeah, I've just done my second day induction, um, and it's just amazing. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I thank you so much, and, and thank God. Yeah, thank you. But on the downside, my mate, Big Phil, um, has just had a heart attack yesterday, age thirty-two, um, and I used to employ him uh, and trained him up and everything. He's an ex uh, England B rugby player. Um, and it's just come, you know, it's just knocked him out. Um, I'm not a medical expert, but he's had, he said there are four types of heart attack. One of them is to do with angina or something like that. You think they think it's that and he's got tests hopefully tomorrow. But like, you know, my first day at work, I got two hours sleep because I was just lying in bed, you know, worried about him and worried about the day. And he's not a Christian. He has bought himself in the past, which he laughs about. He's bought himself an American pastor's um, certificate. <laughs> he just <laughs> jokes about that. Um, so he's not a Christian, but he's a lovely guy. And it's just rocked. It's rocked me, you know, such a young guy. What was his name again? Uh, I call him Big Phil, but his name's Philip Phil. Okay, thank yeah. you. I'm praying for him. Could oh. you? That would be so kind. Thank you. Should we, pray to, should we just pray for Phil now? Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we bring Phil to you. And we pray first of all, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to him. Grant him power to be able to know you at this time. And to make that decision for you. Lord, I pray that you would send somebody into his life. 
you would grant you would give Paul the words and the, the opportunity he needs for others as well, Lord. To share about Jesus with him. Madam. Thank you, Lord. No. Pray for complete restoration, Lord. Pray for complete restoration for Phil and healing for him at this time. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I've got some more news. Oh, yeah. Uh, my other mate, Phil, do you remember we've been, I don't know, I think we prayed for her, his wife, Amanda, who's got cancer. Um, Phil has been in jail for two and a half years, came out a year ago, can't get a job, blah, 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 blah. Um, I've got him in an interview with my company on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Your Man. company? What company, Paul? You got a that company? Is? Your Say company? Again. Your got... company? No, the, com the, the business I've just started work for. Well, um, you got a job because we were. I didn't know you got a job. So praise God. Yeah. yeah. You're working. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so already. I've just, done, I've just done two days, but I've managed to get him an interview on Thursday. Two days and you're. <laughs> Man, this is so great. Yeah. Two days and, and you already have influence. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. God so bless that, you and your job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to be going, but I just wanted to um, say, I think, Alan, you and Jackie, are you traveling tomorrow? Um, to I, I am traveling tomorrow to Slovakia, yeah, tomorrow morning. Who's going with you? Um, not Phil, not Phil. Okay, somebody else. No, it's uh, Nicholas from church. He's coming. Great. His wife, her father is a past, pastor Ronaldo, so she's going to come with us as well. But um, okay. is Nicholas she? is going to help. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you got a team, so we'll just Alan. Be, yeah. Good. We'll be remembering you and, and oh yeah, with the whole thing. I mean, thank you so much, Kate. We'll thank you, Lord, you. for the anointing on Alan. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay. We'll pray for your daughter as well, Kate. Thank you, and I, I also, you know, pray for her and her husband to um to be drawn to be curious to be seeking and to be um open and to to god to his spirit to jesus they are amen Just, father we thank amen. you that they they are open they are. that they are curious and they are they seeking are. you with all their heart this is amen. not a coincidence everything you happen is for the devil to get you to um I just feel so good about what you did praying over her, laying your hands on her. The devil wants you to think it was the wrong thing to do. You know, I just feel something so big is going to happen with Katie and Ryan. And so we just thank you for what you're doing yeah. with Katie yeah. and Ryan, because we're not yeah. settling for anything less than all the way to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. All the way. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.